Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh, can I put them what's its crunchies out? Yes. Fucking love these. I've never had them. Are you saving them for best? No, I've just got them up there. Oh, they're like a knickknack. They're like a very cheesy knickknack. Oh, they're good. They're a bit of a rip-off, really, aren't they? If, I, if I'd invented knickknacks and then I saw What's It Crunchies, I'd be like, hello. They're like a Cheeto. Mm. We got number two. <laughs> You're a real professional, you are. Why? Because I just jumped back in after we fucking had a piss, and then we just sat there smashing the bag of fucking what's new look crunchy. Yeah, they're, they're fucking they're Cheetos. That's all they are, or they're like a cheesy knickknack. Yeah, good enough. Because you got a scampy knickknack, and now you got a cheesy knickknack. That's literally sex in the mouth, isn't it? Yeah, scampy knickknacks. They're not as scampy as they used to be, are they? But they're a bit more lemony, aren't they? So they're not like they're not full wafty rat like. <laughs> Whereas I think they're they're a dirty helmet. They are, yeah. They're a dirty helmet, but the scampy knickknacks are like some wafty bird who's been dancing all night at an indie club, and then like she's heard she's going to get licked out, so she's done a quick fem fresh. Not even that. She's just binned off her fucking bargain bucket and just fucking <laughs> run that little lemon fresh wipe straight <laughs> up her rat. Right, go on then. You're all good. Yeah, my own as fishy as they used to be. Oh, they scampy fries. Do you think beavers are? What, ladies' private parts? Yeah, do you think they are? Because, like, I don't know, nowadays, obviously, like, everyone just, like... We're going to have to have some serious cock talk to make this all this talk about ladies' private parts acceptable. Because you've got to even it up. We like the BBC these days. You've got to remain impartial, and you? Or at least kind of present some balanced coverage. We've got some good cock-based chat coming up later on. Mike Reasonob quiz? What now? Why not? Go on. <laughs> right, Mike Ray's knob quiz is pretty straightforward. Um, what um, I will do is I will tell Cunt uh, four iconic 80s cocks, um, and then within that, Cunt has to then put them in order of smallest to biggest. You ready? Yep, I'm ready. Billy Joel, Paul Young, Ooh. Michael Jackson, Marilyn. Quite a tiny selection this week, isn't it? I, I, can I, can, can I um, just query Michael Jackson? 
pre-thriller or post-bad? 1983. Right, okey-doke. Um, we had a beer the other night, didn't we, with our mate Bollocks and, and uh, Jules, Jules. Ca- Jules came round. Yeah. And uh, I remember you saying that Paul Young was an offensive name. Made him sound like a pedo. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to be able to shift that now. Paul, right, so you've got Billy Joel. Yep. Paul Young, Michael Jackson, and Marilyn. See, I'm, I think Billy Joel, he's pint size, isn't he? Yeah. And Christine Brinkley was like a good, like, three foot taller than him. Yeah. Makes me think he might have had something. No. Just a wallet. Button. Really? Little button mushroom. Yeah, like Michael Levis, if he'd shaved his pubes. Just right. tiny, tiny little cock. Right. He, uh, and he trimmed the pubes, like, all around his shaft in, the, in an attempt to make it look bigger. No, it, no, just a very, very small, scarcely any shaft, all helmet, wow. helmet and bollocks. Is he smallest then? Joel? Yeah, you're God, smart. yeah, yeah. Right, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Helmet, right. helmet and bollocks. Right. That's Billy Joel at number four. So you're left with Paul Young, Michael Jackson and Marilyn. Um, yeah, when, well, I mean, when he was making love to Christine Brinkley, nothing. They couldn't even get... Like, it wouldn't even reach the inner flaps. Oh, my God. Yeah, just bashing away at it. Like Bruno Brooks. A similar cock to Bruno Brooks. Oh, just pointless. Yeah, pointless cock. Yeah. Sad little man. Mm. Bruno, not Billy Joel. Yeah. But he was sad because he'd spent years, didn't he, just smashing away at Amphitheater. Um, she had no feeling in it anyway. So probably that was a blessing for him because she never found out how but small he was. Yeah. Downstairs. Peter Powell. Yeah. Was he, was he with her? Didn't Bruno nick Amphitheater off? I think he might be right. I reckon Peter Powell had a little bit of pain. Yeah. I reckon he had, some, he had more than, than Bruno Brooks. Bruno like, Brooks famously had the smallest cock in show business. The smallest cock on Radio 1? Yeah. Yeah. So, do you reckon Peter Powell had an average-sized cock? I bet mean, slightly above average. Oh. Who had the biggest cock at Radio 1? Whispering Bob Harris. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't like to shout about it. Of course he didn't. Of course he didn't. Oh, that. <laughs> Stick it in your gob <laughs> In your arsehole <laughs> Back in your gob <laughs> Alright <clears throat> Paul Young, Michael Jackson, Marilyn Who's at number three? Right. Joel um, Young Yep you think Paul Young? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You you could be you could be forgiven for thinking he had a big cock because he used to spike his pubes. Big lump, big lump. He's Paul Young. Yeah, little cock though. Right. Yeah, it, his cock was quite chubby. You you fooled into thinking he had a big cock because he had a fat cock. Chubby, <laughs> chubby cock, chubby knackers. <laughs> that was his nickname, wasn't yeah, it? Chubby Knackers. Oh, look at old Chubby Knackers. He's oh, look at his Tubby Dingle. Old Chubby Knackers. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, fat cock, but no, no length to speak of. Right. And and when he got old, 
hardly any change. Wow. Disappointing. It, yeah, just like a little stiff soft on. Yeah. Yeah. So that leaves you with um, pop icon Michael Jackson and, uh, and, and and friend of boy George, uh, Marilyn. Well, I would have to put Michael Jackson next. <clears throat> okay. Because by this point, he used to have a very big cock. Right. What's that? Huh? What? What? It's not anymore? No, it's just it got smaller and smaller. Oh, it, it shrunk throughout his life. Right. Unfortunate. Yeah. But he had treatment to shrink it so he could fit it in the kids. Number one, Marilyn. No, well, no one knows about Marilyn's cock. Right. No one knows because. Um, I think he, Gavin Rosdale from, uh, from Bush does. Have <laughs> you had him on your podcast? He's a really nice fella. Did you ask him about Marilyn's no. cock? No. No one knows. No you one. Don't, you don't ask anyone. No one knows. It's like the, it's like the identity of the crackpots. Like Banksy. Banksy. <laughs> but because um, apparently Marilyn, he always used to tuck it between his legs. Ah. Yeah. So no one knows. Unless you saw him from behind when he was doing that. What did he look like from behind? Just like a cluster of oriental mushrooms. There'll be more Mike Reese job quiz next month. Television. Do, do you haven't asked if I'm finished with the charts yet? What you got for the charts? Number two, McCartney and Jackson oh, say, say, so say. Number and one number one, no, because you got the crisps out. Number one, Billy Joe Uptown Girl, which we talked about already. Do like Uptown Girl. Lis- what about you, listeners? Do you like it? Let us know. They're all shaking their fists on the train as they listen to this. Right. Uh, was there any... Uh, I'm going to apologise again for my sniffing my coffin and eating them fucking cheese crisps. They're apolo- really good. You've apologised already about your sniffing and coughing. Just apologise about keep eating crisps. Just, I'm just powering through this podcast. Do we have to do like a crisp warning? Do you do a crisp warning at the start of hardcore listing? No, I stopped eating them because people really fucking hate it. Uh, but do they hate it in the way that they say they hate it, but they actually like it? I don't know, because we used to record like we are, sitting in here getting pissed. Yeah. But we don't know. We used to do it over Zoom, so it's different. Oh, it's a bit sad eating crisps on your own, isn't it? Yeah. Just become like a sad... I get really excited about crisps when we do this. Mm. We just have a lot... We drink a lot of beer, don't we? And just eat a lot of crisps. Just, yeah, I mean, just drink some, you know, the standard amount of beer. Just drink more than you need to. Just no. whatever the regular... Whatever your regular amount is, that's how much we drink. And then just have some crisps... Just to, you know, keep the evening snack-based. I like snacks. Yeah, good, aren't they? Yeah. TV? No, it's not fucking... You've done the top ten! Yeah, but you you haven't asked what else I've got in the charts. What you got? Um... Have you got anything? Do you know? No, not really, no. (laughs) Do do you know Only for Love by Limal? Yeah. I don't know that one. Yeah. Is it any good or not? It's actually all... Was that his first solo single? Yeah. Only for love. I think it was on now one. Can you can you reach it? My now one's down there. And uh Where? Uh underneath the Millennium Falcon or maybe to the right of it. Uh that might just be some ABBA records. Uh oh here you go. Right, open that up. Because I think I'm there. Can we pass it to you? Kajagoo is on it twice. <clears throat> Uh, with um, Too Shy, and uh, yeah, number was four. 
was it Kajagoogoo's record company put it out? Not sure. Number four, Only for Love. Oh, yeah. What Kajagoogoo got on there? Uh, two, Big Apple and Two Show. I believe. They must have been on Virgin EMI, mustn't they? Yeah. So if you open that up and have a look at Only for Love, what number did it get to? I think Son of the Rain's on that as well, actually. Reached number 20 at the time of compilation. Right. From okay. forthcoming LP. Yeah, there you go. Bum, 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 ba, dum, bum, bum. <laughs> it's got Pedo Bryson on it. It's Pedo Bryson on it. <laughs> yeah. um, what else do you want um, to talk about on music? Um, at number uh, 29, Aztec Camera Oblivious. Do you like that? Yeah, I love that. It's basically, uh, I managed somehow by menswear. Yeah, they just ripped it off. Did they yeah. have to pay Aztec Camera any royalties for that in the end? If they didn't, they escaped with that because it was so blatant, wasn't it? Yeah, I think they would have had to nowadays in this these days of court cases and litigation, wouldn't they? Yeah, like I haven't heard that much by Aztec Camera. I only know Oblivious, uh, Somewhere in My Heart, and Good Morning Britain. Yeah, I, I went and I, I went and listened to a couple of albums, and the albums were a bit, you know, like I went and listened to the album that. Um, Summer in My Heart was on. Yeah. And, like, Summer in My Heart is clearly <clears throat> the fucking standout. Have you, have you heard How Men Are? No. That was, like, a bit of a slower one. Were they on, like, Postcard back in the day? I don't know. Right. I always think I should go and listen to more of their stuff. Yeah. But it's never fucking... Yeah, it's hard to get around to everything, isn't it? Summer in My Heart's perfect, isn't it? Yeah. I really think that's a fucking... Do you know what? Night, when I think of 1988, I just think of shit. But... Um, <laughs> but um, I, I was uh, I was doing some stuff um, like you know some website stuff the other day, and uh, I stuck on now eighties. Yeah, and uh, it was nineteen eighty eight, and uh, and I oh, fucking hell, it was nineteen eighty eight, and they done somewhere in my art, followed by um, adventures, broken land, oh. which I fucking love. And then there was something, oh, I can't fucking remember, but there was another one. And, you know, like, do you know, maybe it was all right in 1988. Yeah. Somewhere in my heart. Somewhere in the city and the air is still. That's a fucking intro, that is. Yeah. And then, like, that intro and that verse is ten times better than most people's choruses. Yeah. And then you get, and the, then chorus, you get the chorus, which is fucking brilliant. Could do about the sax solo, but it's not. It's not a sax. It's not a sax solo, is it? There's a guitar solo, yeah. which is sort of all. You think it's going to be a sax solo, but it's not. It's a guitar solo, and it is all right. And then the sax comes in at the end. Yeah. That's all right. He's all right. I think it's cracking that. Here, um, I've, I've got a confession to make that you don't know. What? Uh, I went to see Level Forty Two. <laughs> <laughs> Where? I weren't going to tell you because I knew you'd rip the shit, but you got the Judas Priest out anyway. Uh, I went to see uh, uh, in Ipswich at the Regent Theatre. Yeah. Uh, where we went to see Billy Ocean. I went to see Level 42, supported by the Christians. Who with? Uh, just on my own. How <laughs> are Level 42? Uh, do you know what? I just needed to go to find out whether I like Level 42. Right, do you? No. Nah. They're really fucking... No. Do you know what? 
How uh, are the Chris- First of all, how are the Christians? I, I, just, I just like the Christians. I just really fucking like the car. I, I just wish I'd fucking found that metal jacket, cut the patch off of Guns N' Roses and just worn it. Oh. Uh, I just like, yeah, I just think fucking Forgotten Town, Hooverville, When the Fingers Point, Ideal World, uh, and Born Again. They're, mm. they're all off the same album. They're absolutely fucking cracking well, songs. What's wrong with the second album? It was I Found Out a single. I found out it was the first one. Of, <coughs> it all went a bit pear-shaped, didn't it? Off the I like that one. I think they had... Um, I like I found out, but they've never done it in all the times I've seen yeah. them, which is like about six now. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> it's, my, it's my happy place. Uh, <laughs> what is the Christians? <laughs> uh, Christians of Belinda Carlisle. That's my happy place. That's all right. No, it's sad, isn't it? Right, Fucking anyway. Tragic. So, uh, look, they, they delivered, right? Yeah. Uh, and then you got living it up, living it up. So this this was the 40th anniversary of that up tour, right? And uh, what's he look like these days? I tell he can't have a lot of barnet left, right? I tell you what he looks like. He looks like. Do you know the insurance man from Grey's, John Chapman? (laughs) (laughs) He looks like John Chapman's head on an insect's body, wearing dad jeans. And a Larry shirt, if you can imagine that. Imagine someone photoshopped, photoshopped John Chapman's head onto the body of a praying mantis <laughs> in like a Hawaiian shirt with dad, you know, like bad dad truck driver jeans. Um, they were all wearing these Larry shirts, you're like, oh, lads. Um, but I've got to say, the hits, all, the hits were all really good. Right. Like, you know, running in the family and um, lessons, in, lessons love. in love. Um, How's the chorus, the lessons in love, go? That, but the chorus ain't as good as the verse. What's the verse? Um, uh, 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 last ad, see, I was trying to reach your show. Oh, yeah, no, he's I... good. Yeah, it's, it's fucking brilliant. And then the chorus, all the hopes that we were building. We, we never, never fulfilled them. Oh, that's Should good. Be better. Should be better. Lessons, Lessons in love. love. And he's got a really good solo as well. That yeah. I, I had a little bit of like the hairs standing up on the back of my neck. It's embarrassing, isn't it? Running the family's a tune. Yeah, running in the family's a tune. Um, something about you's a tune. There's something about you. That, that's sure fuck, that's yeah, fucking cracking. And, and I've got to say, living it up was fucking fantastic. Living it up's brilliant. Yeah, it, it was fucking fantastic. And then they got like a, a few sort of second division singles like Children's Say and um, the Chinese say. Way. Uh, but that the Partridge quote that. Oh, <laughs> he does something about the Chinese Way, level 42. Oh, really? Yeah. But in, in between, they've done a lot of kind of funky stuff. And it's just, I don't really like funk. And I especially don't like white blokes doing funk. He's, look, do you know what? He's just one of them blokes whose bass guitar's a bit too high and he uses his thumb. But but do you know what? Like, he's, <clears throat> His bass guitar is high and he plays so many notes, it's to the detriment of the songs. Like Because there's something really pleasing about the frequencies that come from a bass. That's why everyone has bass on their records. But he plays so many notes, you never get the frequency of the notes because he's too busy going... Like, it's just but, too many notes. They're half the amounts of notes that he wanted to play. There's arguments in the studio. That's only half of what he was allowed to play. Oh, 100%. Uh, he wanted to play more. He's the only bloke in pop who can wank off in 15 seconds from softer milk. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a great name for a level 42 album. Soft, soft, milk. soft milk, the best of level 42. <laughs> Anyone that's listening to this, hashtag soft milk, the best of level 42. <laughs> Yeah, oh, so, don't. so I don't, I don't like Level Forty Two, but it sounds like you had a good night. But I do like some of their songs. Yeah, I did have a good, did have a good night actually. But in the middle of it, I'm just thinking like, why am I here? Just watching these blokes all wanking off. <laughs> like you should have gone to a motel on the one two eight. You could have done that. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then they think. I think they did. They finish up on Lessons in Love, and you're like, do you know what? Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. But I'm, I'm never going to go and see him again. But box ticked. Yeah, box ticked. TV. I know now. I'm like Charlie when he stuck a frying pan handle up his arse. TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know now. <laughs> oh, number twenty-eight. Uh, Genesis. That's all. That's on now. Do you like that? Is that that's all? Yeah, he was still a good bloke then, wasn't he? Before yeah, he yeah, become yeah. a cunt. Yeah, he was still doing a bit of painting and decorating on the weekends. Yeah, like nah, no, he's not one of my favourites to be honest. No, I, 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 I used to quite like that in the eighties. What else you got? That's it. TV. Yeah. Um. Okay, on the BBC, the Woodass Way. Barbara Woodass. She was famous in the eighties, wasn't she? What was it in the 80s about just moany old women on the TV? Who else? Mary Whitehouse. Yeah. Moany old women. And also, like, who watched a program about some moody old cunt shouting at dogs? Just fucking idiots. Because I, do, I remember, like, Walkies was really famous, wasn't it? Everyone had an impression of Barbara Woodass. That was, her catch, that was her catchphrase, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And you just think... I remember, like, where I grew up, like, you just, people wouldn't, like... No, if your dog didn't do as you told it, you'd just kick it. <laughs> or, go, fuck off. Or throw it in a river in a, in a pillowcase <laughs> with some bricks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was back in the days where you could let your dog shit anywhere as well. Oh, those were the days. Well, although, like, I think people just let their dog shit anywhere... <laughs> The amount of times I've trod in dog shit lately, I, I'm not a fucking dog shit magnet. I tread in dog shit nearly every time I go out. I don't, I don't know, look, do I not look where I'm going? I always tread in dog shit. I haven't trod in dog shit in public uh, for fucking ages, but I did tread in my own dog shit. Uh, well, I told you, didn't I? Have we spoke about it on the podcast? You trod in your own dog shit? Like my, my own dog's shit. Shit, yeah. Yeah. Did I mention this on an episode? I don't know. We're always pissed, aren't we? So, go on. Well, my dog's like 14 now. He's yeah. really old and he's deaf. And uh, and he sleeps beside me like on the floor, like by the side of the bed. And uh, and he wakes me up quite early in the mornings these days because he just wants to piss or he's just bored. So uh, so I get up and I come downstairs and, and, and let him out in the garden, which I've done. It was about six o'clock in the morning, so I got up, come downstairs, let him out. I put the kettle on, then I went in the in the bath. I let him back in, then I thought, right, I'm going to pop in the the, the the toilet and have a piss. And then uh, I'm I'm literally just wearing me boxers and a t-shirt, right? So I'm having a, had me, me fucking morning piss. And then I've just come out of the bathroom and like walked into the, the, the hallway, 
and just trod in a load of dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> Barefoot. Uh, and I was like, fucking hell. And I can't have a go at my dog because he's really old and he's fucking nice, my dog. But he's just really fucking old now. But uh, He'd never have done that if Barbara Woodhouse was still alive. He'd no, been too scared to. He'd be out on walkies. But yeah, no, you just think, oh, stop shouting at dogs. Fancy being famous for just being a cunt to dogs. Yeah, she not, was really good... old as well. Why did they put her on the telly? She had one of them old tartan dress like skirts yeah. on. Yeah. No, it's not it's not ideal just an old woman <clears throat> shouting at dogs, but I've got to say, compared to what you can see some people doing at dogs on the dark web, it is an improvement. <laughs> 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 Although the dogs seem to be quite enjoying it. They like feeling like part of the family. <laughs> Do you remember when we was teenagers? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name and shame uh, who it was, but do you remember there was the rumours about the two girls who wanked off the dog who live around Yeah Parkside. Yeah. And then <laughs> <laughs> and the other girl who who let the dog lick pedigree chum off her rat. Yeah, yeah, she went to my school, and yeah, that that was the rumor. But oh, you- up to these days. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, right? Do you think any it, of that happened? No, hundred percent not. I don't know about what like um and that were doing ran like that way. <laughs> But I, I know for a fact that, um, I mean, we was at school. There was no way she was putting pedigree chum on her fanny and letting her dog lick it off. That was just one of them. Is it an urban myth? It's a, definitely an urban myth, but I'd like to know who come up with that. Well, yeah, but that, but there was a bit of backstory as well, wasn't there? Was there? Well, yeah. <laughs> Mum had gone on holiday and her and <laughs> were there. <laughs> <laughs> they had the Astrum Sills the night. <laughs> he had his little lipstick out already. Right? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Fucking hell. Record Breakers was on. Oh, was it? Yeah. If you're the fastest, the shortest, the. Was it? Was this still Roy Castle? Yeah, Castle time. Roy Castle. <laughs> <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. 
Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And Norris McWhorter. My favourite castle, Roy Castle. Is he? Out of all the castles, yeah. <clears throat> all the ones I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, anyone have a little look at Norris McWhorter? Surname rhyme with squirter. Norris. <laughs> what? Who's ever named a kid Norris? Like it's gone now, isn't it? Norrises. All the Norrises are gone. All right. What world record do you think you would or could do? Shouting. Oh, you're really loud, aren't you? Yes! <laughs> I, reckon I'd, I reckon I'd give the world record at shouting a good go. What celebrities do you reckon a lad? Noddy Holder. Oh, Roland Orzabel. <laughs> he used to have a song called Shout. I don't reckon he's that got loud. Big Gob. Yeah, he has got a big gob. Do you reckon Carol Decker's lad? Yeah, she's got like, a lot of flip top bin, hasn't she? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she looks like a zombie Mick Hucknall these days, doesn't she? I've, I've not seen her for ages, oh, but Mick Hucknall looks she like... She like a cushion with a face on. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> but Mick Hucknall looks like fucking... Phil Mitchell. <clears throat> yeah. With dreads. Yeah. Yeah. Never understood Simply Red. Do you like any Simply Red songs? I went to the banks, you ridiculous do, and said, brother, let's help you been able to. That one. It's all right. I quite like holding back the years. No, I don't like it. I don't. I just don't like that. I keep holding on. Do you know what? No, I just, I just don't really like. Yeah. Do you I, know what I did? I really hated something got me started. Yeah, I hated that. And that it's like fucking he's hopping along with a little semi, isn't it? Yeah, he's got that little ginger bullet. Like, why I did someone get him started? Like, I don't know. I didn't like that fucking fairground one. That got me tits. <laughs> Say little ginger bullet. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's fucking rubbish, that fairground one. I think there were... What was the other one I liked? It didn't make me feel at all like I was ups, upside down watching all the change come out of my pockets on the arts and diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people nah. that went to Pizzazz had slowies. Uh, they bought Simply Red records, didn't they? Yeah. I reckon a lot of people made love to Simply Red back then. Yeah. It's a few wide-ons to stars, wasn't there? Yeah. New flame has come. Uh, uh, I just don't like them. I saw him. Oh, did you? Whereabouts? Uh, at that Radio 2 party in the park where the, uh, where the PSB's headlined. Uh, oh, Simply Red played? They opened it. like They were on before... 
bananas and fucking... I would have thought he'd have been... I thought it was that as well, but no, it was simply red, and they were... I think they were first on, because we only caught the second half of their set. Like, I, I ain't losing sleep over that. I'd but, have, yeah, I'd have thought they'd have been I thought they would have been higher up than bananas. They've got lots of... He's, he's got lots of songs, hasn't he, that you know, but I don't know. Is it because he's a cunt? And the music's just Do you shit. think a lot of it was because, like, on paper, he ain't Brad Pitt, but he was having it off with a lot of women? Do you think people just thought, cunt? No, I don't, but did lots of people think he was a cunt? Because his record sold all right, didn't they? Like, Yeah, they were fucking massive. Who, who bought his records, though? Did Bar and Buy them? Did Bar and Buy Simply Red? I reckon Gal's made love to a new flame. Yeah, I know he's made love to it, but do you reckon he bought it or his missus bought it? I reckon he bought a new flame. I bet that album he bought. I don't reckon, like, he bought Men and Women or... Was it Picture Book, the first one? Don't know. Yeah, I don't reckon he bought them, but I reckon he bought New Flame. Like, because when we was going around boot sales in, like, the very late 80s and early 90s. Well, you got your Judas Priest cap, wasn't it? Well, I got my Judas Priest cap and probably my metal jacket as well. Full metal jacket. Um, Is that second hand? Yeah, I think so. Well, it didn't have any of the studs on. Right. When I when I got it from the boot sale. Or the Wasp Forever Free patch. <laughs> <laughs> that was their slowy, wasn't it? Um... I've got two pitch discs. I've got that one of the Doberman balling that woman, and then I've got like a a, a cut, you know, like the shape picture disc, the yeah. cut picture disc of, of um. Can you feel the real me, Doctor? Oh, is it that Doctor? Oh, I don't know if it's that or no. Oh, I can't remember what it was. It, there's some. It's like some bird in leotard with like a couple of weights like squatting down. Yes, quite yeah, it's quite saucy. It Very is. metal. Yeah. Um. What were we talking about? Yeah, when, when like when we were going around boot sales, like hoovering up eighty singles, like I would buy anything by Howard Jones, yeah, or anything by Nick Cole, you know, pretty much anything from the eighties. I never bought one Simply Red <coughs> record. I bought a load of Paul Young records. I don't know why. Oh really? Yeah, like when I go and buy like things that I just remembered from the eighties in the late eighties, hmm. like I'd go back and buy artists that I, at the time I remember thinking, oh, I liked them when I was younger. Yeah. I don't know why I bought Paul Young records, but I like yeah, I bought Jones, Tears for Fears. Uh, oh yeah, Tears for Fears because I've got some <clears> of the like the blue vinyl lapel shelter. Yeah, got all of them. I've got some fucking uh, poster seven inches of I believe and things like that. There was yeah. loads of formats back then, weren't there? Yeah, love a format. Yeah, Pebble oh. Mill was on. Oh, was it? Uh, Cliff celebrates twenty five years in showbiz in nineteen eighty three. Getting away with it all his life. Getting away with it. Talking of which, I heard the other day, uh, you know Hey Mickey? Yeah. It's a cover. Is it? Yeah. I had no fucking idea. You know Racy, who did Some Girls Do, Some, Some Girls Do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they. It was on that the same album as that. They had a song called Hey Kitty. I did not know this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, Cliff, in 1983... Would he have been going to the Elm Guest House? ...was celebrating 25 years in showbiz. Um, 
who'd have thought then that you'd go, in 2023, he'd be releasing a new album in time for Christmas, Cliff with Strings. Have you seen the little video thing? Oh, no, someone sent me that the other day, but I, I meant to watch it, it's but I haven't like, watched it yet. Because he's, like, all skinny and old. Yeah. Because, what, is he 86 or something like that? And it looks like he's a puppet on strings because he's, like, bending his knees and he's doing this, like, sort of stringed version of We Don't Talk Anymore. Oh, it's really fucking weird. And, like, do you know what, though? That said, I had Greatest It's Radio on... Uh, on the way home yesterday, and I've had a bit of a fucking rubbish week. Uh, and my mum loved Cliff. Yeah. Uh, and so it was on a lot in my ass growing yeah. up. And I, and I flicked over, and it was like, used to think that love sweet. So it's that we don't talk anymore. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's a really decent, it's, it's a really so good. decent song. It's so good. And like, and I'm not going to lie, I was driving past Oh, you know, Oaks, didn't have a little cry. And I was all fucking emotional. <laughs> It's fucking pathetic, but like I just—I remember just being really tired and I'm like fucking just had a shit week, and it come on, it just made me proper fucking feel nostalgic. And then I was driving past the Oaks and the Chippy and just thinking, yeah, oh, we don't talk. Oh, this like, podcast hit a new low. I'm fucking at level forty-two with the air standing I'm up on me. Back in there, and you're crying to Cliff Richard outside the Chippy up the prime. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, it's fucking great. We don't talk anymore. It's a really good fucking song. That was um, was that one of the ones? Alan Tarney, who produced "Sun Always Shines" on TV, he was responsible <coughs> for a lot of the Cliff records around that time. He done that and fucking Carrie and Devil Woman. I think there was like all of that era. Carrie's one of the best ones, isn't it? Yeah. And wild, wild for sound as well. Yeah. Like, I think, like, apart from Cliff's 60s stuff. Stereo. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, that's one for the medley, isn't it? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Power from the... Yeah, great. All right. Well, let's play a quick round of wankity wank. Is there a new game in town? No, we played it last time. Did we? And, uh, yeah, I have yeah. no memory of this. Yeah, yeah, you just have to fill in the blank. Uh, it's a quick game. There's not really a lot to it. It's based on uh, blankety blank, but we're going to call it wankety wank. All right, uh, in line with what we've just been discussing, uh, I'm going to ask Cunt to fill in uh, the, the, the missing word that I'm going to uh, have with a blank. Cliff Richard, who celebrates 25 years in showbiz, had a big hit in the 60s. With the blank ones. <laughs> Young. <laughs> Correct. Well, I wonder if Paul Young would be more sinister if his name was Paul Youngans. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Young ones. <laughs> uh, Chips was on. Um, have we discussed motorbikes on here? The Alpha... <sighs> Maybe, but about uh, like what, 18 months ago I or definitely something. spoke about that time I was, I was over Jamie's and I crashed the motorbike into the barbed wire fence. But uh, Steve McQueen. Far less exciting or glamorous. <laughs> um, but I don't think we were like bloke enough to have motorbikes, were we? No, we had a few pubes. Yeah. Bar them. I remember like 
someone had an old steppy over the back of Farrett Park. I remember like Barham was just on it, like fucking glitter on glue. He was straight on it, just bombing it around. And I remember him just going, you jump on the back and like, and Gal just like, like I was like fucking Ted and Ralph. I was just this fucking <laughs> silly old useless fucking soft lad on the back of a thing while, while proper geezer with pubes drove it about. Yeah. And I remember like bombing around on the back of a, 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 a of a fucking old moped like, over the fields. But, uh, but was there kids in your school that when they turned 16 turned up on motorbikes? I don't, I don't remember ed- anyone ever bringing a motorbike to school. Really? No, my, my, my only memory about, cause I, I, I had like a Ford Escort Mark III that I used to drive into school when I passed my driving test. Like when, but you know, when I was doing sick, when I was, uh, in the sick form doing A levels. Yeah. You still play football for Cubs as well, then, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd turn up in my escort. Mark Frey used to give the bloke to run it a lift because he'd been done for drink driving. <laughs> um, yeah, my, my, my... Do you know, I've, I've got a memory memory from school that I really, fuck, I, I really fucking love and treasure this memory of being in, uh, so being in uh, assembly. Because my school was like, it was quite strict because you all wore fucking blazers and ties and stuff. Yeah. And then uh, in the sick form, um, seeing uh, two kids, Stuart Masters and Robert Savile, uh, Bombing it up the school drive in Stuart Masters' Escort Mark II uh, with uh, uh, both wearing crash helmets. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just the funniest. He had, <laughs> he had like this yellow Escort Mark II, like bombed it up the drive wearing crash helmets. <laughs> and uh, That's incredible. But they both got called up in assembly and they, had to sta- they, had, they were both just stood there with their shoulders hunched looking sorry for themselves. <laughs> With the head of the sick form, like going, you know, just doing his bollocks, saying, you know, by wearing crash helmets, they were indicating that they were going to drive irresponsibly, and everyone just like sniggering into their hands. <laughs> Legends. I always remember the lads that had sort of come into school on like 50cc motorbikes when they turned 16 were generally the ones that were sticking like three digits in like someone from the third year. Yeah. <laughs> It was acceptable in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, 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 I guess so. Girls loved a bloke on a motorbike. They've only got to see Grease too to know birds loved a bloke on a motorbike. Absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's the it's the helmet, isn't it? Yeah, it is. All girls love an helmet. <laughs> uh, Russ Abbott's Madass was on. Was <laughs> he mad? I, no, I was just thinking in 2023, there's just you going, all girls love an helmet. <laughs> Russ Abbott's Madass. <laughs> Oh, fucking hell. Uh, Russ Abbott's Madhouse. Have you seen that? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if we... Uh, we fucking go over old ground. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to stop apologising for it. But have you seen that picture of Russ Abbott, Cliff Richard and Captain Tom? <laughs> no. So when they took... You know, his family took him to Barbados shortly before he caught COVID and died in the middle of a pandemic. Was that... A little while before. Before they built the big thing out the back of their house right. with all the money. Yeah. Um, so they 
that, that it was just after they done. So Captain Tom raised all the money. Yeah, good uh, on him. Yeah, no, fucking good on him. He was just an old bloke trying to do something nice in a fucking bleak time. Yeah. Um, and then uh, someone obviously jumped on board, and they did hashtag Captain Tom's bucket list about all the things he wanted, you know, because he was 100 and, you know, really old, all the things he wanted to do. And one of the things was take all his family on a holiday to Barbados in the middle of a pandemic. And so they did that. And whilst they were in Barbados, there was a photo opportunity for Captain Tom, who was just sat there like slumped in a seat with Russ Abbott and Cliff Richards stood behind him looking like a couple of fucking wrinkly old ball bags. That's a lemon party I don't want to go (laughs) But, you know, someone sent me a picture and they'd, They'd photoshop these lazy nuts hanging out the side of Captain Tom's shorts. <laughs> and it was deeply disrespectful, but also extremely fucking funny. Oh, awful fucking kids. Mm. Got their comeuppance, though, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, what, what, did you like Russ Abbott's mad ass? I remember thinking it was yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I think so, yeah. But we didn't know because we were kids, so you don't know what's any good, do you? I remember thinking, like, Cooperman was hilarious. Yeah. And when he wore the CG, CU Jimmy hat. Yeah. He was, like, a more palatable chalky, wasn't it? <laughs> Can you imagine the less palatable chalky? No. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully not. <laughs> um, no, I remember just thinking, like, yeah, like, he was really funny. I remember thinking, like, Dustin G and yeah. uh, Les Dennis yeah, were fucking d- really funny. And, so, uh, uh, he had a solid team there, though, didn't he? Bella Emberg. Yeah. Like, I remember thinking it was fucking brilliant. Did she have the waftiest rat of the 80s, Bella Emberg? Oh. What do you think was going on down there? Awful. Grey? <coughs> Grey? Grey hair. Yeah. Sparse, angry, whiffy. Really? Yeah. I think it was like bright, bright, almost brilliant pink. Mm. But like a pig snap. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought, you know, uh, Pat Wicks from EastEnders? Yeah. I always thought her fanny would be like bright red, very sparse white hairs. You know, like your granddad's chin after he's, he's not cared for himself properly. Um, <laughs> and underneath, it looked like somewhere I got a spatula of lard and just slapped it up there. That was one of the times when my postman knocked on my door <laughs> and said, I've got a letter for you. Uh, I don't Pat know if Wicks, it, Pat Wicks's Red Mank. Pat Wicks's Red Mank it was addressed to. Um, because we used to buy CDs in the 90s and we were DJing. And inside it, you'd get like a little postcard. Oh, where you could subscribe to the mailing list of the band from the CD. And they'd send you like postcards about new releases. And my <laughs> my postman would, would knock on my door and wake me up, uh, chuckling at the door whilst he'd give me like an abundance of like postcards from Creation Records or whatever fucking Britpop thing was going, where you'd subscribe to me under various really <laughs> fucking offensive names. They oh. still sent them out, though, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They did. 
Pat Wicks' red mane was really <laughs> offensive. It's not even a name, is it? No. Right. Uh, right, well, look. How long? Fuck me, we've been going for over two hours. We, uh, we could just split it in two. All right, yeah, we can do. Right. I think we've had too much to drink tonight. Yeah, it's we have. It's taken a long while. Whose cock is it anyway? <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah. Got yeah. all the quizzes tonight, haven't we? Yeah, right. What? How, what's, what's the premise of this quiz? We started last month with Fish from Marillion. Uh, so I'm going to give Cunt uh, one, two, three, four clues uh, as to whose cock I'm talking about. From the 80s. From the 80s. Uh, and Cunt's got to tell me, uh, or has got to guess, hopefully, within the four clues that I give him. Right, okay, don't. Do the clues get easier each time? I think so. Yeah. Clue one. He's not got a lot upstairs. I think I know already. Go on. Is it Paul Daniels? No. It's a good answer, but... Not a lot. Not a lot. Clue two, he loves a hat. He's not got a lot upstairs. He loves a hat. We're talking about a bold fella from the 80s. Uh, Ben from Curiosity Killed the Cat. Incorrect. He famously likes to hold it for a while at that moment when he knows he's going to spunk. Hold it for a while. At that moment. Is it Curtis Steigers? No. No, he's got got a full head of hair, hasn't he? Yes. Last clue. He would hold on to the base of his penis, wouldn't he, with tears in his eyes? He just likes to, like, that moment, he just keeps it going. Last clue. He takes pride in his love. <laughs> making. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Is it Paul King from King? No. What? Is it Bono? No. He likes to hold it as long as he can at that moment when he knows he's going to spunk. Come on. He likes to hold it for as long as he can. Before he spunks. I know, I've no fucking idea. People are shouting out now. Go on. It's Edge. Yeah. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Come on. Fucking hell. He's got not a lot of upstairs. He loves a hat. He loves edging. And he takes pride in his lovemaking. Oh, your, your edging clue was too cryptic for me. It was a bit. It was a bit Ted Rogers. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
<laughs> All right, okay. Um, there'll be more. Uh, um, whose cock is it anyway? Next month. <laughs> <laughs> there'll be more. <laughs> be more. Uh, yeah. Anyway, next month. Next month. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I, by the way, I should point out now, uh, I've got nothing for uh, news of you. Um... Maybe one thing. Or oh, what you got? Oh, have you finished TV? Uh, I've got a couple of actual TV facts. Oh, right, go on. You're moaning at me because you ain't got anything funny to say about it. For, um, <laughs> November 1983, an episode of ITV's animated series Danger Mouse, oh. featuring the voice of gliding club paedophile <laughs> as viewing figures <laughs> reaching... 21.59 million, an all-time high for a British children's programme. Are you serious? 21.59 million people watched Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse was shit. That's all right. That was shit. It weren't like a third of the country all right, but... It weren't Grange Hill. No, it weren't Grange Hill. It weren't Jossie's Giants. It weren't Johnny Briggs. It weren't Rent-A-Ghost. No one ever did a rave version of that, did they? Nah. Like a trip to Trumpton. Back- His older brother Albert looked like he took all the drugs. Mm. I used to really like Johnny Briggs. His dad was in Star Wars. He was, wasn't he? Like your dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Uh, what else you got for TV? Um... I'm really happy with that. Yeah, that considering quite good. I didn't have it I've ready. I've had too much to drink, and I wasn't <laughs> quick enough to get in before you. Um, Eight for November, the famous Turkey episode of Family Fortunes is broadcast on ITV, in which one contestant, Bob Johnson, whilst playing the big money round. Have you seen that the Turkey thing? It's one of my favourite clips. It's I've fantastic, ever seen. isn't it? Like he's literally he knows that Turkey's the answer to one of the questions, <laughs> doesn't he? And it's like, <clears throat> what is the capital? <laughs> Of America, Turkey, <laughs> and like, and it's like the first single released by Karma uh, by Culture Club was Turkey, and he just keeps saying Turkey. <laughs> Do you think he's had a tip off? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. He knows that one of the answers is Turkey, and he just <laughs> fucking... going to stick with it. Oh, it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> I didn't realise that that was that long ago. Fucking hell, Turkey. Yeah, oh, is, is that Liz Dennis at that point? Or oh, is it Linga Longa Max? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I thought it was Les. That's why I thought he weren't that, that yeah. old. But obviously it weren't because he was doing Madass then. It must have been Max. Oh, I don't know. By Graves in 83. <laughs> when was uh, Monkhouse? Oh, it might have been Monkhouse. I always liked Monkhouse. I always thought he seemed like a good bloke. I don't know if you seem like a good bloke. You're a terrible judge of character, though. I'm not saying he was one of them. No, I'm not. He won't. He, he, was, he was just seemed like a lot. I, I, I loved Family Fortunes. Yeah, I love Family Fortunes. You're a bad judge of character. You, no, I'm not. Fucking, oh, yeah, I've been hanging around with you for four no, years. No, you ain't. You travel around watching fucking Gary Christian. Looks like the bloke from Hills Have Eyes. Your mum even warned you. <laughs> Yeah, when your mum's pleased to sew on a Guns N' Roses patch, you know you're in trouble. Exactly. Um, last thing about TV, 
30th of November, debut of the Jim Davidson sitcom Up the Elephant Around the Castle on ITV. I remember thinking that was... I was really excited about that. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I must have watched it. Yeah. I've, I've no fucking memory. I'm not going to lie. Oh, well, fucking hell. How old was we? Ten. Yeah, what do you know when you're ten? I have a, I have a distinct memory of the night he touched that bird's ass. Yeah, but you weren't BBC. ten then. No, I know. I was in, in, in my twenties or thirties, yeah. and he touched that lady's bottom at the BBC. So when he come out, when it, his name come out as part of U Tree, I thought he was completely nailed on yeah. for it. But I, I think he got away with it. I mean, Davidson. <clears throat> All I'm going to say is that. Well, he was like fucking primetime TV when we were 10, wasn't he? Yeah. And he was a comedian, so I remember just thinking he was really funny. Yeah. But. It was just a bit of a laugh, chalky in the 80s, but then, you know, when you revisit it, it's pretty fucking sinister, isn't it? Uh, it's really horrible. But not everyone that ra- he's, he's racist is a sex case, like Morris is not, is he? <laughs> what do you want to move on to? <laughs> What do you want to move on to? Uh, Lenny Bennett and Punchlines, that was on. Heart to Heart was on. Uh, yeah, Sesame Street. There's some fucking great rat tapping. That sounds like Roland Rat goes out trying to get some female rat fanny. Like, it followed Good Morning Britain at 8.30, which I would have thought would have been around the time of Roland Rat. Yeah, rat fans! <laughs> You're definitely getting the Guinness Book of Records for the loudest rolling rat. Oh, that'd be quite a good one. Yeah. <laughs> well, you should get Norris McSquirt around here. Oh, really <laughs> oh dear. What you like? What was his job, McWhirter? At just hanging around when kids were doing records. <laughs> but like, who, who put him in charge? No, he just worked his way in there, didn't he? Like, but like, he used to turn up in a jester suit. Just trying, he was just trying to put a smile on people's faces. No, he wasn't. Though he was really serious, wasn't he? He was just there in a shirt, looking like your granddad, and he was like, in, all, all fucking whistled up, and he was just going like, "Uh, well, yeah, you've just stacked up fucking, you know, a little tower of fucking fourteen conquers. You haven't done fifteen. Uh, unfortunately, you've not won." And it was just like. Oh, fucking hell. Just, can we just cut the Roy playing the trumpet? This is fucking rubbish. Yeah, that's why I don't I, I don't think McWhirter was a pedo. Because I think if he was a pedo, he'd have like, fiddled some of the records for the kids just to get his way. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was, too, he was too officious to be a pedo. Right. What have you got for this day in history? So that's Norris McWhirter cleared. Put him, put him in the... Bloke who does cunts cock trumps, put him in the clear pile. He's done right. nothing wrong. Huh? He's done nothing wrong. Oh, McWhirter? Yeah. No. No, he's fine. Them crisps are really good. Yeah, good, aren't they? Uh, right, what have we got left? I've, 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 for events, what would we call it? Do we call it events? You do. What do you call it? Uh, News. Yeah. Uh, Miss World 1983, I've got nothing about it because I thought you'd do some research. It's um, probably like Miss Venezuela or something, one. Probably really attractive. What's your, what was your thoughts on Miss World back in the day? Um, it was one of them things. Oh, them thoughts. I need another piss. Uh, another piss? <laughs> <laughs> Do you need me to have a look at your walnut for you? <laughs> Check your walnuts, lads. Don't want to end up like him. I haven't had two pisses in a podcast. 
to a boiled record. He's pissing quickly because he knows I'm in here smashing the crispy Watsits. Oh, you're not going to come in here with cock fingers and touch the Watsits, are you? Oh, yeah. Is that why you've opened cheesy crisps? It would be very hard to edit two pisses out of this podcast. No, it won't. Uh, right. <clears throat> Do um, you remember liking Miss World? Um, as you're, you've touched your cock and now you're touching the what's-its. <laughs> he just waved his right hand in the air like that's the one that got, got the piss on. Um, the, the thing is with Miss World is it made you feel a bit funny in your willy so you don't, didn't want to watch it with your family, did you? Like all them ladies, attractive ladies and that. It's just been embarrassing when you were a kid, isn't it? I don't know. I remember, like, it, for me, it was like the Eurovision or, like, it was nah. like a, a big thing. Yeah, but like, sexy ladies. Did you and your dad just sit there with a box of Kleenex in the middle of you? No, I remember, like, it being on. I remember thinking, like... You just wanking your little bullet and your dad with his mechanised claw wanking <laughs> his metal <laughs> No, I, I just I don't remember it being sexy. I just remember it being like like watching the Eurovision or watching something like that. I remember it just being like... I, did, of... I didn't feel like that about beauty contests. I, I, I felt attracted to the ladies and it was embarrassing. I just remember like being, just being like women just going like, yeah, you know, I like playing badminton and I want world peace and all of that stuff. Yeah, I remember that. But like, you know, she's in a swimsuit and I might, you know, I feel, feel a little bit funny in me willy. I don't think my... My dinkle was switched on at that point. No, I didn't get stiffy or anything, but, you know, like... I think I was probably just thinking, I wish we could watch Star Wars or, like, Grange Hill. I don't know, I just... I, I think I might have just been a bit like... I think I might love her and I want to hold her hand. <laughs> <laughs> you wasn't mature. Hmm? You didn't have a mature head on your shoulders. Well, well, clearly not, because ten years later, I, I had my hair dreadlocked and was wearing a Bross T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than getting some posh fluff, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and, uh, and forty years later, here I am with you, sat here in a fucking <laughs> Judas Priest hat, talking about ladies' fannies and men's cocks from the eighties. <laughs> oh fucking hell! Do you ever think what you could have had? Patch up. We haven't finished the events. People will be got? people will be really fucking cross. That's all right. Go There's on. a massive event from November 1983. Make it good. Well, do you reckon you're a bit in with the underworld, don't you? <coughs> no. <laughs> you're always saying how you're in with the underworld. Never once. <laughs> Apart from all the times, you know. You always make out you knew the craze and that. But um I love their mum. <laughs> um Brink's Matt Robbery. Oh, was that then? Yeah. I thought you'd have been bringing that up. I wanted to talk about it for ages. Fair enough. No, no. Do you know anything about the Brinks Matt robbery? Tell me all about it. No, I don't know anything about it because I thought you'd do your research with the news. I just imagine it was probably something that involved. It's a load of fellas. Yep. I reckon. What tools you had? I reckon one had a sawn off and the others had a kosh. Yeah. But they just were just in bit case handy. it got a bit tasty. Yeah. It was a little bit of insurance, but they didn't want to do it. Where do you reckon they made the plans? Down the boozer. Because no one, no one had 
a summer house, did they, or a pub up the end of the garden at that point? No. No I, one had a man cave. I reckon there was a bloke called Terry that was involved, uh, and I reckon uh, his missus had left him, uh, and so, like, he just... Why she left him? Was he a bit handy? Like, <laughs> I just think, after a night down the pub, you never knew what Terry was coming home. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And uh, and she'd had enough. So she moved out. And so sometimes after the pub had shut, some of the boys would go back round there for a game of cards. Yeah. And I think that's where he had mate... a big gaff. Yeah, he was sizable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Before nothing... he lost it in the divorce. Yeah. Like... That was probably the motivation behind it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've got. Uh... I've got some some messages. The Brinks, uh, the Brinks Matt robbery, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no facts, complete just <laughs> guesswork. Conjecture. Uh, I've got some uh, conjecture from uh, some of the listeners. So I put a little thing out on uh, on Twitter. Oh, did you? Someone has really fucking chimed in with something good here. Um, I eat food uh, <clears throat> on OnlyFans. What? Uh, that's the name of the person. What's it called? I eat food on OnlyFans. Yeah. Uh, it just looks like a bloke eating a hot dog. How would Big Ron from EastEnders do in a scrap with Pat Roach, Jeff Capes, or Giant Haystacks? Now, I don't want to go too heavy on Pat Chat because there's some coming up later. But uh, Big so, Ron was a fucking unit, wasn't he? He was a unit. So you got? How would he, if he was in a tear up with Roach, Capes, or Haystacks? Roach? Capes, haystacks. Ron is a geezer's name. It's a geezer's name, but you're talking about three of the hardest bearded blokes of the 80s. But he weren't called Big Capes, or Giant Haystacks. Giant Haystacks. He weren't called Big Pat, was he? Jeff Capes. True, Jeff, yeah. Big Ron. Pat Roach. He's got a lady's name. He wears a leotard, but no one fucks with him. Why yeah. do you think that is? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I reckon Ron, he reveled in being the hardest on the square, but he was a big fish in a small pond. True, true. A bigger fish would have been a roach. <laughs> uh, who, uh, say someone tried to fucking pill for a fucking, uh, you know, a banana from uh, from Ron's fucking market stand. Do you think he'd let him have it? As in, like, yeah, just let him have it. Go on, uh, yeah, all right, go on. Fuck no, him. I think he'd let him have it. Yeah. He wouldn't I'll... let him have it. He'd let him have it. What do you mean? Like, what What have it? Like, let him have it. What, spread him all over the square? Anything goes. Yeah. Oh. You're a tea leaf. Oh, no rules. No, no rules. Anything goes. You're a tea leaf in off my... F- You're basically stealing that banana out of my kid's mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, right. Fucking hell. Uh, <clears throat> if we had some Mrs. Pe- Ron's got expensive tastes as well. Oh, has she? Yeah, he's in at them curtains for nearly 1,500 quid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What we got here? Uh, Craig's got in touch with us. A Swedish and Pet started on ITV. Uh, That was interesting. It started that month. Yeah, Uh, 40 40 years ago, all feeders ain't pet. He'll be having a 40-year anniversary meet-up, do you reckon? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Message uh, from Jimmy, Aaron. Jimmy Now, Timothy Spall, the, Lewis from Inspector Molson, that cunt from the 1975's dad and his rotten missus. And the other one is no longer with us, is he? No. Uh, 
Uh, it's been three years, it's from Aaron. It's been three years, isn't it? Time for some acceptable in the 80s t shirts or Fripp's privileged ones. Uh, I listen to each episode through my commutes to work every day. Cheers for the laughs, gents. Uh, yeah, we should do some t shirts at some point, shouldn't we? Yeah, if, you, if one, the minute we merch it, you know we're fucking just in it for the dollar. Yeah. Like we're old core at the moment, and we've just a couple of sponsors, pay, <clears throat> pay for the beers. Ain't even sponsors, are they? They're just people who just want to fucking go <laughs> in. Uh, <coughs> uh, what else we got here? Was the Phantom... This is from Sean C. Was the Phantom Flamflinger trying to compensate for something by throwing creamy pies around the place? Yeah, he, he, was, an, he was the world's first example of seagulling. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he, a pioneer. He, he's also put, I'm guessing that he had a very small winkle with virtually no juice to speak of. Something weren't right there. He's true. He's right. Yeah. Perhaps he had a lump on one of his tubes. Fair Check enough. your nuts, lads. Uh, and your walnut. 40th anniversary of a weed and pet this month. Uh, but in case you didn't know, lads, it's this month. There's a picture of them now. Did, did you watch all feeders? <coughs> all, all, all feeders ain't yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was just a fucking... It was just a programme for blokes, wasn't it? Yeah, it's just my old man and his mates on holiday. That's uh, a fact. I'll, I'll tell you what, the, the theme tune from All Feeders Ain't Pets, a fella's song. That's living all right. That's living all right. Who, who sung that? Joe Fagan. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Working all day for a packet of pie and send a little back of the wife. If you had to go, right, the ultimate bloke anthem, is it that or is it, I could be so good, good for, for you. you? Gonna love ya. Love ya like you How want. does it start that? What's the verse? If you want to, I'll change the situation. Da 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 da. Right, right people, people, right time, just, just the wrong location. location. Da, 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 da. I've, I've got, got a good idea. Just you, you keep me here. here. I'll be so good for you. I can be so good for you. I'm going to love you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking tune, isn't it? Yeah, it's a tune, isn't it? Is that more of a fucking geezer's tune than that's living all right? Is it more of a tune than fucking Ain't No Pleasing You or Gertrude? I reckon they're up there. They yeah. are up there. I reckon the uh, the Only Fools and Horses theme tune's a bit, yeah. of, a, bit of a fucking yeah. tune. Trevor in, Francis in... tracksuits from a mushy shepherd's bush. I think they, want, they wanted Chaz and Dave they to did. do that, didn't they? They did. In the end, uh, uh, John Sullivan sang it himself. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. What a fucking lead John Sullivan was. Uh, yeah. I think that cover of I Could Be So Good For You, that little black and white photo of Waterman in his leather. Yeah. Fucking geezer. Yeah. He's a fella, isn't he? Yeah. Chap. Ben's just message. I'm not sure, but I think Kate Bushy's bush must be relevant somehow. I think he just wants a little breakdown of Kate Bushy's bush. He's wild down there, isn't it? Very wild. Yeah. There's no... There's nothing sort of constricting that, is there? It's just free-form bush. Yeah, and if you see it from the back, her brown eye just stares at you wildly. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you could have seen his face when he said that. (laughs) Oh, fucking hell. Um, I've got a lot more time for Kate Bush these days than I had for her when I was a kid in the 80s. uh, I I think she's fucking fantastic, Kate Bush. 
What's your favourite bush? Wuthering Heights. Oh. So I think it's a fucking masterpiece, but I would never have listened to it when I was in my when I was a kid or when I was in my teens. I just never would have fucking listened to it. Well, you should sit level 42. Um, I, t- t- I, uh, I still am. Oh, Bush has got but loads I've, of good songs. Yeah. Woman's Work is fucking brilliant. I've got an email from uh, David Miller. What is uh, Cunt's take on Tosh Lines from the Bill in regards to Upstairs Downstairs? <sighs> Tosh Lines from the Bill. Uh, he had that... He had that... See, he, I don't know if people will realise that uh, Tosh Lines from the Bill has become synonymous with Carsoul. Oh, my God. Why have I never even thought of that? Oh, really? Never. If you put a, a photo of one over the other... They phase and just disappear. There's yeah. no one there. They are just they're interchangeable. So, <laughs> so I can tell you from having shared a changing room with Carsole. Yeah, there's like a handlebar moustache of pubes uh, uh, around his cock that go down the side of his bollocks. Um, his cock itself uh, would be relatively small, uh, quite pointy. Um, but not sort of bevelled into a point, just kind of pointy like, you know, like them chubby crowns. Yeah. You know, about, about so long. Yeah. About, about yay big. Yeah. Um, yeah, like that bright pink. Um, helmets, helmet on view uh, most of the time. Um, but not all his helmet, just about half of it. Yeah. Um, massive bollocks. And a big ass. A great big ass, <laughs> like Rusty Lee. <laughs> uh, right, a little bit of pat chat to finish. Yeah. November's pat chat. What do we do in uh, November? We have fireworks, right? Oh yeah. So, I mean, we've missed all the fireworks, haven't we? Because what's it now? Like November the twentieth or something. And it, this one was sixteenth, but this ain't going to be out till like the fucking thirty first, anyway. Yeah. Um, there's no such thing. Uh, thirty days. There's a rhyme. There's a rhyme to remind you. Yeah. All right. Pat's been given the job of dealing with Guy Fawkes night. Who by? Doreen. Doreen. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. Pat, can you arrange a bit of a do for Guy Fawkes tonight? What do you think goes through his head straight away? What, round the gaff? Yeah, in the garden. Um, or, he, or, or he can do it <coughs> in the yard. I can do it in the yard. It's too, the yard is a dangerous place. You, you, it's much easier to do it in the garden. You've got a very small confined space in the garden or you've got the vastness of the yard. Yeah. He's not going to spend that like... He's going to have to get fucking Soppy Martin, his mate's lad. Just... <laughs> I nah. forgot about Martin. <laughs> Pat ain't. It's the bane of his life. He wishes he'd never took him on. He's hopeless. Right. But he's still he's still trying to turn him into a man. <clears throat> um, no, so the amount of effort it's going to take to get Martin to sort the yard out, no. Right, okay. No, it's in, in the back garden. All right, so... So he's sitting there in the office and he's, he's he's having a little work out of how many people he thinks he's going to go and uh, food and stuff like that. Anyway, he looks out the window and he sees 
a load of fucking teenagers in there nicking fucking bits and pieces to uh, to build a guy out of his yard. Right. What's Pat do? Um, well, it's just kids having a laugh, isn't it? The yard's a dangerous place. Yeah, I know. It's just kids <coughs> having a laugh, isn't it? So he's he, he sat there in the port cabin. Yep. <laughs> and he sees the the kids have just let themselves in and started helping themselves to bits. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. It goes out. The kids have all got bits of pallets in their hands. Yeah. Um, uh, gives them a clip around the ear. Fuck off, mate! Why are you wearing a leotard? All right, it's just a bit of banter. Yeah. <laughs> just a bit of banter. Second strike. All right, go on. Off you go. Then, but then the kid turns round. As yeah. he turns round, uh, a distributor from Mark's Who Escort falls out his bag. Yeah, I ain't gonna go No. Well, the kid sees his face. Yeah. Bright red, yeah. like a fucking beetroot with a beard. <laughs> <laughs> He's nuts still loose out his leotard. <laughs> it's a double whammy. The kids run. Yep. Yeah. Try and climb over the chain link fence, uh, but the big ones turn up, gets caught on the barbed wire. <laughs> All the others are on the other side of the fence. Yeah, trying to get their mate over. Pat goes up, pulls him down, asks where he lives. Kid's still giving it the biggest. <coughs> Pat gives him a slap, just one, just a little one. Yeah, he won't punch him. He's just no, a no, kid. No, no. try a slap. Kid's crying. Yep. Lip, lip bleeding. All the kids on the outside he of the fence are crying. Quite about soon. Yeah, but Pat's done him a favour. Yeah. <laughs> kid tells Pat his address, so Pat goes round his own. Kid yep. under one arm, distributor by the leads in his other end. <laughs> <laughs> Knocks on the door. His mum answers. The kid's mum. She's wearing a silk dressing gown. Yeah. It's the early eighties. Yeah. Pat asks if the old man's home. Yeah. He ain't. He's up the pub. Pat's got a chubby in his leotard. <laughs> but it's ain't a confessions film. Pat walks half a mile to the boozer. Goes straight... <laughs> goes straight up the bar. Three pints, bitter. Yep. Ask the barman if he knows the kid's dad. Barman gives him the nod. Pat goes over. In all the melee, when he was getting a fiver out to pay for his pints, he's not come loose from his leotard oh, again. Oh, God, not again. No, he can't keep it in. Yeah. He needs to get Doreen to tighten that elastic. Pat don't care. He picks the fella up. <laughs> straight through the front window. Pat walks out the door, still holding the distributor. By the leads. Belts him. Puts him back through the window. And he goes back home where Doreen's got some jacket potatoes on the go. Ah, interesting. Uh, beans. Cheese. Oh, right. Tuna, yep. coleslaw, yep. sausage, right. bacon, two fried eggs, and a fried slice. <laughs> I knew you were going to ask about toppings. Well, I'm interested to know, right? So the people are turning up at Pat's, right? Yeah. Uh, and there's jacket potatoes with a full English topping on, on each one, yeah. which is fantastic. Uh, Not everyone wants a full English, but Pat, Pat knows how he likes a jacket potato. That's fine. Right, so uh, Pat's got some some fireworks from a bloke down the yard. Yeah. Right. So they're, they're in his in the garden of his terrace house. Right. Well, no, they ain't. They're in his pockets. Except <laughs> <laughs> so we ain't got any pockets, so they're just wedging the legs of his leotard. 
Where, what's what's uh, if you was to ask Pat about health and safety, what's what's his response going to be? He won't even acknowledge it. He won't dignify it with a response. Who's got a lighter? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's got a lighter. Zippo. Yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Favorite favorite firework: the air bomb. Hundred percent. Harry got his nickname. Absolutely. Bonfire. Yep. Pallets. He was going to get Martin to smash him up, so he gave him an axe and showed him what to do, but five minutes later, Pat's running the useless soppy cunt down to casualty minus two of his fingers. (laughs) 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 What's that doing? Do it yourself. There's a fucking roaring fucking fire going on. Air bombs are going off. They're a little bit hooky that fucking that Pat got from the yard. Anyway, it's a knock at the door. Who is it? It's his neighbour, right? He's got a very small uh, Pekingese dog under his arm, and he's complaining that, uh, that that Pat's fireworks are scaring his dog. What's Pat's response? Uh, I, I think Pat Pat apologises. All right, fair enough. Yeah, he he, he says sorry. Yeah. But the, the, the bloke says that the fireworks are too big for a garden display. <laughs> right. So he's questioning Pat's judgment. Yeah. Uh, Pat lets the Alsatians loose. <laughs> no one likes a grass. <laughs> no one likes a grass. <laughs> one of the blokes over the back of the house always watches Pat's display out of his window. Yeah. Pat sends a rocket up with two bangers strapped to it. <laughs> No one likes a cheapskate. No. Also, that gives him something to fucking deal with whilst Pat's outside should <laughs> devour that dog. Oh, fantastic. Well, there you go. Go get some fireworks uh, and enjoy them, uh, much like Pat and his neighbours. Uh, I guess, uh, are we done for November? That's November 1983. We'll see you, see you for a Christmas one. It'll probably be before the 8th. Why? Well, that's well, quick. Well, that's, yeah, but that's when the Crackpots release their song Proper Christmas. Yeah, but we can just talk about that later in the month, can't we? It's only like... Just... I don't know. I've got a real good feeling about that band, so I think we should schedule the next one early to give them, give them the best push we can. They're a new band starting. I mean, no one knows whether they're new or not, but... Oh, yeah. I don't and then that way, it'll help everyone have a proper Christmas. Dot info. <laughs> <laughs> See you in December. <laughs>
Christmas, that's a proper Christmas. Proper Christmas, that's a proper Christmas. Weezer and slide, and tempers get fried, and that's a proper Christmas. Dot info. <laughs> Remembering when we were young in the 80s 